Okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, shall I just start talking then and see where it goes? Yeah, go for it, man. Just uh, right. say what you're about and yeah, we can get into it. Okay. I guess the reason I ended up, I mean, what's interesting is that I definitely believe that, I mean, even the fact that we're talking now, it's, we're meant to be talking. We don't know why, but we are. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I was just thinking, why, why, why are we talking? Um, I think, you see, there's this journey, isn't there? There's this spiritual path or spiritual journey that people are talking about. And I kind of, I'm trying to get up to speed with the language, the spiritual language, you know, mm. the, there's these words. Um, and so I've got into it or I've been getting into it. Um, and then I've been like, oh, well, that's maybe that explains that thing before I came across this language. Um, and I guess that's why, that's when I, when I reached out to you, I guess what, what my key idea was, people are on this spiritual path. So I don't know, I don't even, they're on, we're all just living, like even to call it spiritual, even to start calling it a path or a journey is like, I mean, it is, and we have to use the words, but it's like, I don't know, we just. Yeah, you have to be careful what you say. Yeah, we're all, go on. Because one word could mean something for one person and then another word could mean something for somebody else. And that's pretty much the, <laughs> that's the story of religion. <laughs> Yeah, that's true yeah 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 definitely and um yeah and and, and yeah well, it's interesting you raised that because i'm just thinking about well i'm just thinking about language concepts and how it all collapses right like i feel like the journey of living is you come across lots of ideas or lots of words or whatever you want to call them categories boxes and you mm -hmm. keep smashing through the boxes. <laughs> yeah. I just had this thought actually before I before I came to this, I was thinking, I was kind of thinking, I was like, because I don't know anymore, like what everything is about. Like everything I enter, I'm like, I don't really know what it's about. All I know is that it's there's way more ways of interpreting it and probably we don't know and that's the best that's okay do. though but yeah that is okay but um i was thinking before i came into this i thought because it just reminded me because i said about smashing through boxes i thought it's a bit like um you know you, you have actually and it's quite interesting because this is how the world works right the world is made up of these streets and there's houses on the streets and within the houses there's floors and within the floors there's rooms but all of this is division, right? It's all like, I mean, the reason we live in separate houses is ultimately because we can't stand each other in some way, right? There's a resistance. We have a resistance to each other. Mm -hmm. We don't like each other. Like that, that's, <laughs> we can't stand each other. And, 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 and we haven't worked out why. So it, we've kind of put the relationship between each other on pause. 
and that the way we've done that is to build wall walls between each other which there's like brick walls and then the psychological walls and there's all mm. the different I don't know the spiritual walls and whatever you want to call them but what's interesting is that the world is made like the external appearance of the world is made um in a way perfectly to represent what's going on like yeah like people are sat in separate places with divisions between them and it's like that is fundamentally mysterious like that is like why like yeah, right. <laughs> why do you belong over there and i belong over here like it, mm. i mean like i feel like that i i wonder that now like all the time but obviously i didn't always so but i feel like that in terms of like what yeah what is the journey or whatever this we call it spiritual journey whatever like i feel that the journey is like yeah smashing through those walls and thinking why are they there uh, why were they mm. built in the first place who built them when how why um i think but, the first step is recognizing what the first step is kind of recognizing those walls though and seeing that they're all just a facade but mm. the facade is playing that's part of the game kind of like once you realize that like oh we're supposed to have that separation between each other so we can play this game because if we knew that we were always all the same at the same time like if we all knew we were all the same thing because we are fundamentally deep down if we all knew that all the same time um this kind of this life would lose its pizzazz in a way it would lose its kind of spark so we need that separation that kind of trickery of our own brain so we can play this game that we're playing right now literally me and you like you're in your own body and i'm in my body and we we're playing it's like a dance that we do you know it's like a or a dance or like a tennis ball game and i i you know i serve it and then you serve it back and we just go back and forth and it's just essentially it's just like a a game of our it's a mind game in a way but we need that and i think that's a lot of people try to um once you realize those walls aka the ego once you realize those walls a lot of people try to like you know the, the destroying the ego we all want to like just be one which yes we all just want to be one but it's that's missing the point you got to go one step further it's like we all want to be one but also recognize our own separateness and from there that's yin and yang and then we act accordingly once we know those two tenets like there is this inherent oneness that is within us all that we can all recognize that me and you recognize that slowly the world is slowly waking up to and recognizing that it's always going to be there for as long as we're in this meat suit but then um there's also there the meat suit aspect the ego aspect of us that we also can't escape and i think kind of the journey and the path that we're touching upon right now is that weighing of those two sides and then if you weigh those two sides accurately you can walk the path and i don't know live your own journey and do your work here effectively on this earth you know what i'm saying yeah definitely yeah it's perfect i mean <laughs> everything's perfect really so but it is i do i do get it um completely i mean i think like but if we if we think about it i like this idea of a game and facades and things i mean that's yeah i mean what i don't know what's interesting is like yeah you you're you're saying like how do we or i think you're saying <laughs> we'll never know, I don't know what I'm <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I think, I think you're saying is like, yeah, we, we are in this world which is like, which puts us in different bodies. Even that is like, mm. but um, yeah, but, but I always and, wonder I, that. Sorry, I, I always wonder like, why am I in this body and you in that body? Because like you said before, there has to be some inherent reason. People call it karma. But even then, it's like, okay, then why is there karma? Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> so there is there is that. And that's the mystery I don't think we'll ever be able to find out while I'm in this body. And that's just something that um, I used to always wonder that as well. And I was just like, well, I just know that I have, it's like, we have certain roles, I guess. It's like a certain role that we have to fulfill while we're in this. Because I, you're probably good at certain things that I'm not good at. And then I'm good at certain things that you're not good at. And that's just an aspect of, of um like seven and a half billion of us we're all we're all giving these certain gifts so that we can contribute something to the greater good or the 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 whole of humanity and that's kind of i that's how i see the point of it is that we're all just representations of this creation that is you know this process that is just slowly evolving and, and unfolding upon itself and uh the only way that it can really do it is by individually creating this very unique meat suit that we currently find ourselves in and then using that to the best of our ability. Like I said, why? I don't know why. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, but the, and then there's the, the, like, the, yeah, I mean, there was things coming in my head and uh, I don't know whether to, I'll just say some things, but like one of the things I was going to ask you at one point was, but we kind of moved on, but it's like, yeah. Do you believe in past lives? And I mean, yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah. Yeah. You want to get yeah. into that or do you have something to say? I don't know. We could go into that and we could <laughs> go into anything. Can we? But I mean, I mean, <sighs> you know, past lives, I, I see that as like an extension of, not an extension, but almost like a previous to this one. It was mm. like all leading up to this. I mean, I don't, I go back and forth. I am like, in terms of my own philosophy, I don't have anything that's concrete. I just like to entertain ideas, but don't really latch on to anything. The only thing, I mean, really the only truth that we know is the current moment. Right. But I like, you know, as you've probably explored in this, my podcast, I like to entertain these crazy forward ideas, excuse me. And it's mainly just, I guess it's just like, like I said, entertainment in a way. There's like these ideas is kind of, they sound nice. Like reincarnation gives me like an, uh, it gives me like a bigger picture glimpse of mm -hmm. what's really going on. And it's mm -hmm. almost like, because um, I put it this way, reincarnation kind of like, it puts in per into perspective why so many people are suffering in this world, like really suffering. Like, you know, somebody that doesn't know when their next food is going, when their next meal is going to be. Well, I say, I say to that, it's that, well, maybe in their previous life, um, they did something that then they reap, they're reaping their karma in this life to learn the lessons of what it means to starve or what it means to, you know, not have a leg or whatever suffering that they're going through, like whatever things or horrible things they have to go through. And it also works on the opposite spectrum too, in terms of good things or positive things. And that's kind of where reincarnation comes into my head. When I see 
all the different situations, all the seven and a half billion. I think it's more than seven and a half billion now, right? Like how many people are on Earth? Seven point eight or something? Seven point there's something. It's a lot of people on Earth. I I see the 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 different all those crazy amount of situations just um as justification for reincarnation. And uh because it just doesn't make sense to me why there's so many people that are really, really, really suffering right now. And and so to me, that might just be my, just might be my own personal thing. I, I justify all of our situations by like, oh, well, in, in your previous life, you probably did X or you said X or Y or Z. And because of that, blank, blank, blank happened and blank, blank, blank. And then because of that, you're in this life right now. So you can experience this and learn this lesson in this life and then in the next life maybe you'll be in a better position or something else or you know what i'm trying to get at it's kind of like just like a really long long chain of cause and effect and it doesn't end until we learn Mm -hmm. the lessons of of these multiple lifetimes and that's where i kind of stop at that belief i don't really get too much into it and like i said i don't even know if that's the truth that's just how i justify um certain things that i see in life Mm. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yes to it all. <laughs> I mean, um, I don't know, I was just thinking of a couple of things. One thing was, um, we were talking about walls before, you know, the wall between rooms, between houses and all this, and I guess you could see, you know, I mean, one life and then the next life, you know, if you if you smash through another wall, then maybe eventually you smash through the wall of the interlife wall. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just another wall. It's just all walls. But the problem is, but it's also not a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is the I don't know. This is the this is why it almost becomes impossible to say anything. And it, I think the more more you live because um everything you can say the opposite of and it's true yeah exactly you know so you say it's a problem but it's not really a problem because the problem becomes the growth for the next thing and all that yeah (laughs) but you have to you have to say something so (laughs) (laughs) i think it's okay to like uh it's okay as long as you, both of us recognize that there is polarity and paradox in our words. And if we can both, like I said, play the game of words, mm. someone who is attuned to that can recognize the own paradox in our words. Like if you're like, I don't latch on to um, a, another person's philosophy either as well, because, you know, you could listen to a guru or somebody, I listen to plenty of speakers and spiritual seekers and people mm. that have been doing this way longer than I have. And I still, don't believe everything that anybody says. It doesn't matter how long they've meditated, um, you know, what their name is. They change their name to something in Sanskrit. Like it really doesn't, I don't take like anybody's word for anything except my own. And I weigh that between knowing that anything is a paradox uh, or anything that somebody says, yes, the opposite is true. And that's just the paradox of this life. So as long as we both recognize that and we don't really latch on to um, our meanderings uh, too, too much. It's, I don't think there's any fault in the ways. Like a lot of people say like it goes beyond concept and word, but I think mm. those words and concepts can point somebody in the right direction so that they can then experience for themselves what it means 
truly to have these quote unquote awakenings or realizations or reach certain kind of mindsets about life and reincarnation, all the buzzwords that you want to put on to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of that ultimately, yes, comes down to really feeling that within your being and um, seeing what it means for yourself. Um, you know what I'm trying to say? It's like, it, the, if you, yeah, if somebody latches on to what I'm saying right now and every single thing in the podcast um, and say, like, yeah, he's the truth. He's the one, he's the savior. Uh, that's that's not how it's supposed to be like that's you know there's no idols that's what jesus said mm-hmm. right like don't we don't bow down to any idols and it's the same thing like an, an idol i guess you can look at it as just like a word or, or a concept so um what i'm trying to say is like we if we use our words correctly it'll and and people listening or reading whatever it is don't latch on to the person as like this is truth they must know the answer um they can reach the truth by us pointing them in a direction as like a symbol and that's where everything gets this is why the world is a crazy place because that's where in terms of like organized religion because everybody's latched on to these symbols and we all bow down to to the symbol of we'll say like buddha or mm-hmm. you know or jesus like that's not the point the point is that these things are symbols for you to experience this within yourself so if we can just preface <laughs> the entire conversation in all of my podcasts on that then i think that's kind of the gist of where people can can um can uh translate our our words into their own experience and hopefully that made sense <laughs> it may, yeah it makes complete sense i mean you know, like, the, the, the funny thing is that, you know, you talked about pointing and, like, you can have sort of points, you know, somewhere over there. Um, but, like, the only thing we could be pointing to would surely be, like, this prefacing thing, this, like, not latching on thing. Yeah. Applied to not just the podcast, but to every interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think that, I think so much struggle comes in the experience of, of, um, both latching on and being latched on to. And one of the things that, I mean, that's obvious really, but one of the things that I think maybe happens is that. If some people in your life are not going to want to sort of be with you in whatever direction you're going, where it's let's say you're going in the direction of wanting to not latch on and you're sort of going towards that, so you're disidentifying. But then other people, maybe there's people around you who they're like, why are you driving the car in that way? Like, I thought we were going to the beach. And then, yeah, I think that that creates a lot. Of, of like, trouble, you're yeah, saying? I wow, I think it creates, I think it creates a lot of trouble and I think it creates a lot of growth. It creates a lot of good and bad. Yeah, um, depends how you I think it, it creates a lot of the struggle. I think it, I think I think 
I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess the latching process, the identification process, you know, the, the, when we're struggling, it's because we have latched and, I, and we're being pointed in the direction of that process of having latched through suffering, right? The suffering is trying to be the pointer towards the having latched her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, can you see that you've latched, Rob? You've latched. Mm-hmm. Can mm-hmm. you see that you're being latched onto and you're somehow riding with that rather than not riding with that? But, I mean, it may sound like decision. It's not really a decision. It's like an experience you go through and then pop out the other side. And you think, oh, right, that was one of those again, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm... Uh, it's good you recognize that though to know that the suffering is for you not against you i think that's like that's a major step of um realization and i think that might even be one of the first steps of when you come to the path quote unquote is knowing that well we're all gonna go through shit in life everybody we're all gonna go through something i know that i'm gonna we're all gonna die essentially we're all gonna get old and uh something's gonna happen right and it might be somebody, like you said, people in your life that you think are holding you back or um, a situation it might be money, some kind of drama. But if you know that the suffering is, like you said, telling you, hey, Rob, don't latch on. This is for you to grow. Um, then that's the first step. And how you decide to use that, that's up to you. That's how you have to decide how to use your own suffering so that you can grow out of it. It's, it's like a message in a way. But a lot of people don't know that they don't get the message that it's and it's just like a constant cycle. It's like a hamster wheel, a hamster wheel of just, oh, woe is me. This is here we go again. This my life sucks. But you know what? (laughs) Realistically, everybody's life sucks. But on the opposite side of the coin, once you realize that this is for you, then your life doesn't suck. You know what I'm trying to say? It's like just you having that realization right there is like you're good. Like if you can. I mean, it's a continuous process. It's not just like, boom, oh, I'm not suffering anymore. It's just like, it's if you can continually and gradually through practice, through whatever your practice is, recognize that the shit that you're going through doesn't actually hurt you per se. It's actually helping you to essentially ascend and reach this state of just um being okay with suffering essentially is being okay with whatever comes up. That's what Krishnamurti said. He said, I don't mind what happens. And if you can use your sufferings or whatever's going on in your life to reach that and stay in that mindset, which is a lot easier said than done. That's for sure. Um, I think that is the right, that's the right alignment to have in your life. So, I mean, just from that one comment you said, I think you're on you're on the right, the straight and narrow. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, you're doing yeah, good. yeah. I think. Um, well, I mean, like you said, the ultimate suffering is death, which, which, and that's the, that's the ultimate suffering, and we're all we're all heading there <laughs> right now. Yeah. But but um, and then you could see like every other suffering as a little introduction to death. Hmm. Um, you could see every every difficult interaction really like that, but um, yeah, and and um, and then maybe you can start to reinterpret what death is. Hmm. 
maybe that's when you start believing in a past life or yeah. life or whatever, you know, maybe that's the cozy belief that gets you through to the other side where you actually drop that belief again and be like, well, maybe, okay. maybe not. Like you were describing earlier, right. Mm-hmm. Where you have these ideas like floating around in bubbles and it's like, these once were more important to me than they are now. They were once important to me in like a, like a hot water bottle way. <laughs> but now I can be like, well, maybe, maybe not. And so what's important to you now? Like, what is your work? Yeah, well, this is a good question. Like, I feel like Mm, helping people without identifying with the process of helping, I guess, is is the task because you're also going to be more effective if you were to help people without identifying with the process. But I think it's uh, it's also taking a step further. It's not even identifying with, this is the, the essence of karma. It's not even identifying with what you want to get out of helping people too. Because we are like, well, if I do this, if I give somebody 10 bucks, then maybe through karma, I'll get $20. Like, no, that's actually not, that's not the gist of karma. The gist is you just help people. And like you said, you don't latch on to helping people. You don't attach to the process. And you also don't attach to the, um, what's the word, the byproduct of the process, like what you're trying, the reward or whatever you're trying to get out of it. And that's how we, according to the teachings, escape the cycle of samsara and escape our karma and then thus reach nirvana. So yeah, that's, that's a perfect, uh, uh, that's the gist of it. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking, um, it's interesting, like how all this stuff, I mean, I don't even know that much about Buddhism, to be honest, but I don't know. It's, it's again, it's in the bubbles. But um, it's interesting how this stuff is linked to suffering, right? So the idea of we're suffering and, you know, life is suffering, but we want to get to, towards a place of no suffering. But and this, is, this is where I think this is where I'm interested in what's going on here because, um, like, my background is psychology, so that I've got I've got into trying to understand me and the world and what the hell's going on through psychology. Mm-hmm. And then I've come later to this idea of spirituality and Buddhism and ooh. but you know probably because I um like everything uh you see through everything, right? You start to see through everything. Mm. I mean, that's the that's the nihilism that I don't know. At least for me, preceded this this current state, like just seeing through everything, in the sense of like not seeing through everything in the sense of oh look, I can see what's really going on, like you know, but just in a kind of like I see through everything and not see something special afterwards, but just see nothing and it's like mm. oh dear but i mean mm. and then you and you do that for i, I did that for every for like increasingly more things including this psychology thing and then it's like then I, you try and replace it right you keep going replacing it like you ever get obsessed with one thing that you think is going to be the answer you latch on and then you see it's not the answer it's empty and then you go to the next place and is mm-hmm. this the answer no and then 
next place. And eventually, I mean, like, this is so useful because you're going through all the drawers in the cupboard and you're mm. realizing they're all empty and eventually you meant to stop looking and then that's great. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, I guess what I'm interested in though is coming from that perspective, when I, when I, when I listen to like a YouTube video or anything or read a post or whatever or read a book that's more from like the spiritual side of Buddhism using that language rather than the language of psychology, then what I get curious about is what the role of emotion is. Because like emotion has mm. been such a massive role. There's been so much emotion for me, like masses of emotion. Yeah. So much for so long, different types and just, 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 yeah, just like. Um, what do you think it is? What do you, what do you, what role do you think emotions play in? in this crazy life that we find ourselves in. What do I think? Yeah. Well, I think they're like an experience of realizing you were wrong and then realizing you were wrong again mm -hmm. and then realizing you were wrong again and again mm -hmm. until you were wrong about every single drawer in the cupboard. Mm -hmm. And I think you know, you can take each, well, we have these like really, like really, really low resolution words for emotion, right? Like we say, oh, that person's experiencing anger, but I mean, that's like a massive catch all umbrella for like so many different types of experience. Yeah. And we don't seem to have developed this language very well. I don't think anyway. Um, I guess like you could take each of these labels that we do have like anger and just say that's the experience that person goes through when they're still latching on um, because they don't want to give up the latching. I mean, a big example of that is like the, the emotion of grief, right? Like grief, grief, like so easily seems to map onto the letting go thing. Mm. You know, it's the loss, the loss of that identification. It, it is the loss. Whereas all these other emotions like anger and shame and fear, it's like, it feels like you're much more at the start of the journey, like preceding, it precedes the experience of grief. At least for me, it does. I mean, I feel like, I feel like I could order the emotions from my own experience in terms of where they came sequentially. I would say that anger and shame are at the beginning then you then fear and then grief mm. and i think grief is like much more comfortable as an experience even though it can be and is mad it's also like much more comfortable because you're more in contact with the idea that it might be okay if every drawer is empty yeah whereas when you're still in shame and fear and all that i don't know i feel like the idea that it would be okay if the drawers were empty is like Mm -hmm. oh no it wouldn't be okay you know yeah i know what you so, mean it seems like anger um and shame of those uh, like you said it's not being okay but grief is like the emotion of of knowing that you let go of those whatever you know grief is like some you lost something um so grief seems to be approaching the point of being okay with your loss it's like kind of like settling in with your loss it's like um just like you like you said it's uh before like there is stages i guess i don't know like 
there, there's definitely conceptual models out there, but I guess in the conceptual one that we're talking about, like anger, shame, maybe even jealousy or something, all these like emotions, it seems like you, whatever we lost going through, like you said, the cupboard, it's like, it's a reactive kind of state. And you're like, like you said, not okay. But I think grief is the byproduct of after those things. And it's like, Oh, like, you know, that it's, it's all empty, but I don't know what comes after grief. Maybe it's the happiness. Maybe it's like this and grief is down here. And then we go upward. Um, but yeah, I know what you mean. It seems to be like an approaching, like, for instance, like a grief of, um, like I felt grief of coming into this new world that we find ourselves in, like in kind of losing the old world. Uh, and that can be internally and externally, but I'm talking about like externally, like I felt grief of like, um, you know, just, just, you know, we live in a crazy world than we did. I mean, a lot different world than we did say 12, 13, 14 months ago. And I guess I, I imagine a lot of people felt that kind of grief. Well, they probably felt anger. And they probably felt other negative emotions such as that of, of like resistance. But grief is like kind of, to me, it seems like letting go of that resistance. And it's a, yeah, it, I don't really know how to explain it. It's a very unique emotion. It's like being okay mm -hmm. with loss and kind of just settling in with your being and just being, oh, okay, this is how it is. And it's, it's, a, it's almost, it seems like a form of sadness. But I think from grief, um, we grow, like we have to have to experience growth, we have to have some kind of loss, like that's just kind of like how we metamorphosize, like how we kind of come into like a new experience. So I think that's just part of the process. But like I said, I don't know if there is any certain conceptual models of emotion and how we grow. I know there's like, uh, there, there are certain models, I don't like, I, and the same thing too, I don't really latch on to certain emotional models either i kind of just know what works for myself um but yeah sorry well, go ahead <laughs> yeah i mean i'm just saying that's good that's all i was gonna say wasn't <laughs> oh, nice <laughs> i mean that's that's what this like this whole thing is meant to teach you isn't it that you listen to yourself you know yeah find something to listen to within but i was just were you gonna say something no not really no no I was just um I was just thinking linking this to the the whole walls thing the mm -hmm. like living behind walls and it's like what what's interesting about this world is that we are all experiencing these emotions right yeah but we're pretending that we're not so we're mm -hmm. all on this journey we're all on this path to awakening or whatever you want to call it but we don't want to say that we are because hmm. the visible expression of emotion is a immediate demonstration that a person is on the path i mean we already know intellectually that everyone is on the path but knowing that intellectually versus seeing somebody in emotion and therefore on the path is, is obviously simply different so and, and then the second one is the one that helps us right whereas intellectualization i don't know actually i'm really confused about what a function of all that is. I mean, confused, but also like shocking. Oh, conceptualization? Yeah, because we rely on it a lot, right? We do yeah. a lot of conceptualizing and very little looking. Like, we don't look at people 
you walk down the street no it's amazing actually walking down the street no one no one thinks that anyone else on the street well most people it doesn't don't don't think that anyone else on the street could offer each other anything mm-hmm. it's very much like you close down in life it's like yeah i will find my people i will stick to those people i will close the shutters and then if i'm walking on a footpath with that person then they will be with me and mm-hmm. everyone else no so you know there we, even though we could visibly see another person on the street we're not we're not taking the opportunity to really look but it's like looking is what gets us places but i think the direct experience basically because if you look then you're more like it's going to be a direct experience maybe of something i mean everything's a direct experience so i'm talking shit as well but <laughs> but um i just think we don't if i just think about what we do i mean yes it's you know it's all like this ego storyline and we're doing that and then beneath that there's the oneness mm. right the other side of the coin but what are we doing in the ego storyline most of what we're doing in the ego storyline well a lot of what a lot of people are doing even even in the world of like psychology and places where people are, are sort of supposed to be kind of all for change and thinking about behavior and feeling and all this really we're doing a lot of intellectual defensing you know we're like we're still hiding mm. we don't do a lot of um experiencing because it clashes so much i guess with a lot of ego structures because if you were to really embrace experiencing then you'd have to embrace risks Mm. and then if you embrace risks then you open yourself up to a lot of the ego structures that are designed to keep the ego going mm. yeah you think it's risks that are so what kind of risks are you talking about in order for us to embrace direct experience is it risks for us that our ego perceives that um makes it like you're going to kill the ego like in a way is that where you're trying to get at i mean i think ultimately that is the risk like i think whenever we take a risk like we're taking the risk of losing that last bit of ego or that millionth last bit of ego wherever we are but i i mean you could describe the risk in other ways but 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 also there's, there's like, I mean, like, the, the ultimate risk is the risk of death, right? And the risk, and, and the, the risk of ego death is a simulation of the, of the risk of physical death as told by the story of the ego. Mm. I mean, if you believe the ego's interpretation of what physical death is, then then that's 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 that's, that's very risk. scary yeah okay what yeah i see that's like the uh that's the foundation of all risk is like is death but the ego can tell itself that death comes in many many different ways and it can be from somebody making fun of you being wrong uh doing something wrong physical pain i know what you mean so so how do we mitigate these things that our ego tells ourself um to to further itself to keep it going in order to 
see past that and come to some kind of direct experience is that where you're getting at like i mean that, that yeah i think that's a really interesting question I, I mean my own thought on that is like my own experience has been that i have to i mean i don't know whether this always applies but there's definitely been experiences of having to identify identify a bit more identify a bit more identify a bit more really identify mm. and then finally you'll have the letting go but in other words like your example of like okay there can be things that make us think that we're gonna die like we get shamed in a group we run out the room we're on the floor tears dripping maybe banging the floor there's maybe a bit of anger and then there's the shame this feeling of being absolutely unworthy of of anything like why would anyone talk Mm. interact exist with me like that is the absolute that's the feeling and it's like that's the ego saying don't keep going into these situations because eventually you will be unworthy of anything so you you know you'll be dead Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know that's the ego's message but Mm. so you know it's like but if you start to believe that because this is quite interesting right because um like if someone goes to therapy like the traditional like gold standard like yay let's do therapy approach is cbt cognitive behavioral therapy which is all about okay no like people do like you you know like your your belief that people don't like you that's the distortion of the fact people like you Mm. so that's really interesting way of approaching helping people with their suffering because in my own experience whilst i understand that there's a role for that there's also a role for something else which i don't think gets much coverage and that's the process of identification right Mm -hmm. the process of it really could be the case that i won't exist anymore if i keep going into those situations Mm -hmm. because people will shame me enough for something to lead to my death Mm. you see so that, that that there's a complete tension but also harmony yeah right between those two approaches to suffering mm-hmm. and um but i i what 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 interested me i mean it's quite, quite like linking back to what we were saying before is like what gets the coverage like what's the mainstream what's the i mean of course i guess spirituality like maybe even by definition is not mainstream but mm. like so i guess maybe what we're trying to do here if maybe i don't know it's like or maybe what i'm trying to do or want to do or could do is like yeah, okay, there's this stuff going on here and I'm not going to say it's ridiculous. It plays a role. But there's also this stuff over here that's really scary hmm. that maybe ego structures don't want you to know about because it's so scary. Mm-hmm. But it's also the way out. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, being able to work both sides. Yeah, even the side that doesn't get the... Um, especially the side that doesn't get the um the coverage and what i mean by the coverage it's not like media coverage i mean i mean it is media coverage but it's also all the coverage coverage going back to the coverage of living in separate houses and separate rooms so that we don't see each other when we're in emotion and when we're in emotion we Mm. leave the group right we leave the group interaction we go into another room we don't want it to be seen we don't want it to be experienced even though that experience could be the most 
powerful thing that happens in that party mm. mm-hmm. and we hide it because we'd rather intellectualize and we'd rather an intellectualization is well i don't know what it is but because you know because i i've exposed that questions in my head because i've invested a lot in intellectualizing i don't know why mm-hmm. <laughs> but i also do know why of course because I thought, you know, that was one of the the drawers that would be full. It turns out it's empty, which is fine. Which yeah, is I don't good. There's anything wrong with it? That's fine, as long as you don't yeah. just identify just with intellectual intellectualization, and then also keep in mind the emotional part that you just spoke about. Like, there's I also intellectualize a lot of things, but I also don't latch on to that, and I don't even latch on to me not latching on. If that makes sense, I just kind of like, I just kind of see this and just okay that's cool i entertain it and then i go on my day make supper and just whatever uh i i understand what you're saying though like how we have to more so get out of that and this is just how we're programmed this is i think the whole um the whole journey is a is a process of deprogramming ourselves whether it's from nurture or nature i don't know i think it's a lot from I don't know. That's another concept we can get into, but I th- we we are the the point is that we have been programmed, whether it's in our DNA or whether it's from society, to just left brain. That's it. Intellectualization. That's it. And we just that's we identify as that part of us is us. We we say that's us. This is it. Must be me. Like, but I I think what we're trying to get at here is saying that there's another aspect of our being that nobody even talks about. And that's more so the, the right brain emotional side of, of, of kind of figuring out what our being is underneath all of that underneath the, uh, all of these concepts that we can put upon ourselves and ideas and, and the, who we think we are, who we think other people think we are. And and not embracing that is actually holding us back. Is that kind of the gist of what you're getting at? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, I suppose, because, you know, you were asking before about, like, what do you think, kind of what do you want to do with this? What do you want to do? And I was thinking, I mean, I just think, yeah, I think the emotion, the emotion is a route towards this sort of stuff, like this sort of freeing up, letting go, gaining a load of energy is, it's, it's, yeah, it's unbelievable. But um, the emotion is one route there, but um, yeah, but, um, and I, 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 I don't know, I want to be there for the people that are in that place because why why does the person leave the group and 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 experience that emotion in the room alone on the floor like why you know someone might say to me or i might say to me like that is how it has to be because a lot of the beliefs like a lot of the scary beliefs that you identify with maybe in order to disidentify have been around at least for me aloneness it's like i have to believe that this thing will be, is is there and it's there with me alone, right? I have to believe that fully, and then I can let it go. But I have to believe it fully first, mm. and that's why I want to give some credit to this like 
identification process as a way of disidentifying rather than trying for to instance when and you're like if you have like any specific example in your own life because yeah. i think it's important if like i think it's important to give your story or your example of how you process this like personally even though it may not pertain to anybody else i think if somebody has enough empathy they can kind of use that and translate it into their own being like me you know that's how kind of how i do it is i see how other people react to their own whatever's going on in their life and i'm like well how does that translate into me so do you have any for instance that you'd like to talk about in terms of that well yeah i mean i can use the example that i used before obviously because i've been in that in that but i position like i'm sure well i kind of believe everyone probably has but anyway um i think like in that experience you're identifying with the belief that you were the only person in the room to experience the room as you experience the room So you have to face up to that. Like, I'm the only one who can see what I'm seeing. Mm. That's the belief. It's mm. not It's not true, but it's the belief. So from that, from that point, I could walk into a CBT therapy session, which I didn't walk into. I just, I don't know, I probably just... Normally, I just get up from the floor and come back in and be normal. Because mm -hmm. I, yeah, it's very, yeah, you just you just carry on doing, you just give up on the world slowly. <laughs> but in a nihilistic way, in a nihilistic way, that then becomes good, you know, like yeah. it's nihilism and then it's good. But <laughs> but you, you could walk into the, um, yeah, you could walk into the cognitive behavioral therapy office and then, then someone would say to you, you know, we'll, we'll try to ultimately get you to see that actually people people are seeing the world the way you're seeing it too rather there probably were other people there who x y and z whatever you felt and um you know does that way of going about suffering or does the way of going about suffering which is actually coming to the point where you truly genuinely believe that nobody <laughs> is experiencing it like you are mm. right which mm -hmm. is such a more like wild conclusion and it's the fear it's the focus of the fear yeah and then because we all want to relate like oh it's okay like if i'm feeling mm. like this and there must be millions of other people which is like yeah it feels good to feel good obviously we all want to feel like that like we're in this group i think that's just how it is that's just human nature we all just want to be put into groups and in tribes and you know, like oh this is the depression tribe this is the anxiety tribe this is the blank this is the blank uh but i know what you mean like it's that's just just doing that actually isn't solving any problems when if you i i totally get what you're saying if you just fully just internalize that and and say yes this is for me like what this is feeling this isn't anger per se this isn't envy per se this isn't insert emotion here per se this is a feeling this is, goes beyond concept it goes beyond words this is something that i just you know what do you do from there like is there once you internalize that you do we act accordingly from how we when we embrace our own sufferings what does that exactly mean to you 
like after you say you go through that therapy session and they tell you everything's going to be okay, but then you realize like, no, this isn't going to necessarily going to be okay, even though it is, but you say it's not okay right now. And I'm feeling this type of way, which is you embracing the sufferings, then what? Then you just move on and make sure that it doesn't happen again, or you just, it's, you know what I mean? Like, how does that work for you? Like, do you have any specific instance? I mean, if we just stick, if we stick with that example, I mean, the interesting thing is the, I've never, I've never had confidence in, um, this is awful, but not awful at all. I've, I've never really had confidence in therapy mm. and I haven't been for therapy. You think it ultimately um, doesn't like actually solve anything in a way? No, I think it can be very, very helpful for people. And it could be very helpful for me and it could have been very helpful for me, but I've never had the confidence in it. Mm-hmm. You see? So because I've because I've not had the confidence in therapy, specifically I've not had the confidence, I've not had the confidence in other people in general. Like I've not had enough faith in other people's willingness to say how shit things go. Mm-hmm. I've not had that confidence in the, in, in the willingness of other people to say that. And therefore the reason I haven't, ultimately it's about trust, right? The reason I have not, or for so long I haven't had any trust in, very little trust in other people is because I would assume that if they are not going to admit to me that this world gets real shit and instead they're going to say that this world is okay, really, you're distorted, mm. Rob. Mm. Okay. Then I would experience that as the ultimate problem that I was going for the therapy for if I was going for the therapy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be the problem. The problem would be I'm alone with this experience. Mm. Now, ironically, if I had gone for therapy and I had had that experience with a therapist, it probably would have worked wonders in the long term as well as demolishing me in the short term because mm. the demolishing obviously leads to the growth so but i guess so i had that experience anyway with people they just didn't call themselves therapists i mean all these names are just obviously not really they're not really things anyway i mean but that's that's we know yeah put that to the side <laughs> just fall <laughs> off the motorway into that lake mm-hmm. but um so yeah, I think therapy can help because people can help. Experiences help. They do help. It's not even a can situation. Mm-hmm. But um, the point is, it doesn't need to be someone who calls themselves a therapist. Ultimately, you need. To, mm. I do believe in this 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 situation where you get pushed. I mean, so you go to one one group interaction pushes you out of the room onto the floor. You bang the floor. There's the shame. There's the all this feeling, and that amplifies because you know you talked about before how most people are like stuck in this repetition compulsion that Freud called it, you know, it's like, this just, just repeating the same pattern with another person. Then someone else comes in, repeat the same, repeat the same, repeat the same. Mm-hmm. I do hope actually, maybe I feel like I have a little bit of faith in that there's more going on and that I hope that they each time are amplifying, ramping up the, 
ramping up the intensity of the situation, which in itself could hopefully lead to some growth. You know, I don't know. I want to have some hope. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe I can now though. In the past, I didn't. Anyway, <laughs> so I feel like ultimately, yeah. So you, you get you get ejected out with, by emotion, and then you experience the emotion alone, and there's the experience of I'm alone with this, and like the and then that 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 repeats itself and um eventually the, the the sense of being alone with something is so so crushing that it crushes the very thing you've always ever wanted to crush mm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. in a way in the end it's all good news but the problem is i feel like i'm on the path of crushing the thing that I've always ever wanted to crush unconsciously. I obviously didn't wasn't aware of it until someone said it's the ego. But mm-hmm. um, but unfortunately, like there are people out there who would who end up crushing the body, for example. And mm-hmm. I I can totally, totally, thousands and thousands of percent understand why they would do that. So you know, it's like this is where this is why this aloneness thing. Like, there's something about this aloneness. And this identification with terrors and and, be, and being alone with an experience of the world, which is so, so important and so, so useful for moving into letting go, yeah. maxing out on pain in order to let go. But there's also something about like, you, you're so out of control and vulnerable in an emotionally you know, in, 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 when the emotion's really amplified, when it's when that repetition has gone on, that cycle's gone do, 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 do. And, you know, you hit the boom and it's like when you hit the boom and you're that out of control, um, like, I mean, you, you talk about giving specific examples. Like for me, that that what happens there at that point in the cycle is that Well, you don't reach out for help, perhaps, because you don't have any confidence in other people's willingness to admit shitness. Mm. And so you just sit with the shitness alone. But you're literally, like, physically, you. I think, at least my experience, you tend to seek more open spaces because you need some sort of, like, mm. physical expression outwards mm-hmm. without eyes coming inwards, mm-hmm. without you know, neighbours downstairs mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever the backward-facing force is. And so you seek open spaces, but maybe there is no open space because you live in a fucking city. <laughs> so you end up in a very, like, unstable situation where you are in physical ri- at physical risk because um, you won't reach for, 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 for a person because the whole point is you've identified with a belief that says that people don't share this experience. They don't know what's going on. They're not going to admit to anything. So like Mm -hmm. that is the belief that you've identified with. So of course you're not going to pick up the bloody phone or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you're just, and and, 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 and you're swaying around physically and you're just, um, you are like, you don't know where it's going to lead. Like you don't in that situation where nowhere it's going to lead. And because you're embracing not knowing where it's going to lead, you are kind of doing this this thing, which is what the spiritual path is all about, right? Like embracing, having an experience like this and then and not knowing where it's going to lead. Like we said at the start, we're going to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. I didn't know we we're going to, what we we're going to do. But 
so you know you're you're starting to practice you said whatever your practice is right and like so that's like you could say well that's kind of like a practice of the principle of embracing uncertainty embracing Mm -hmm. risk and not knowing where it's going to lead yeah and on one hand that's you know it's all very good like looking back on it and you're like oh okay cool Rob I'm glad you like went through that but (laughs) but (laughs) but like you know, the, the, what do I want to do in this life before I die? I mean, it's like, I don't know how really, but I need to say, like, I need to, I, I don't need to, but I, I want to, in, in that bubbly type way of, like, this is something I could do. I want to say, like, yeah, it's shit. Like, it is. Like, it you is. tell me it's shit, I'll tell you bloody well it's shit. Like, full hundred percent. Like, I'm not going to bullshit you if you're distorted. Like, because mm-hmm. that's all I ever wanted, you see? So that, that and ultimately, perhaps the only person that can say that truly to us that leads to growth is, of course, that part of ourselves that we haven't accessed at that point in time. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, that's good. So, you know, I don't know how important this external person, like, that I could hypothetically be would, I don't know, however that would be useful. But anyway, for some reason, that's what I, I don't know, when I think back on this journey, I just think, I just think, yeah, I would, like, because obviously, I guess my confidence in people's ability to admit to the extent of suffering there is in the world, um, what has to have been shaped by my experience so i would hope like to be someone to other people where i would just be like yeah it's funny when people but it also means that when people come to you like with their problems you just you don't actually say much because you just say yeah (laughs) yeah I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. You just say yeah, like in a in a massive yeah. Like just kind of listen. Really, that's ultimately all you can do, and listen and see how, you know, if hypothetically, if you say you do want to be this person where people come to for their problems, I guess the best way to go about it is not necessarily give them advice on what you would do. It's just kind of having that empathetic ability and yeah, giving them the truth, and the truth might hurt. Um, I don't know how you go about that, but is that what you're trying to get at? You say you want to, so your goal from what we're getting in this convo is do you want to tell people the truth? And the truth isn't necessarily all butterflies and roses. The truth is that, Mm -hmm. yes, there is suffering, but in the world is shit and this life is kind of shitty, but that's okay. This it's like, it's perfectly imperfect. If that makes sense. Like this is, this is, like you want to kind of show people that it's okay to not be okay in a way. Yeah. And it is possible to, um, like it's possible to survive the truth. Mm, That's good. Which um, the problem it's not obviously not a problem because it leads to growth, but mm-hmm. um, the problem with the truth is that um, everything's back to front. I mean, like it, it can be, it what can be. Mean? Well, it is everything's back to front. What so, do you mean back to front? 
Oh, I mean, the everything. Oh, yeah, I mean, what you thought was a tree could be a Game Boy. Like, I mean, I mean, that's, that's a ridiculous example. I just looked out the window. And, but, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, everything, everything that you um, believed, yeah, it could be oh, false. Oh, is, okay. Uh, I know what you mean. And I mean, so that's why it links to the spiritual path, right? We put it like that. Mm-hmm. But 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 I think, I mean, putting it like that, it's, it's, it's such an abstract level that it, 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 you could sort of hear that and think, oh, well, that's okay. But it's, you know, I feel like this whole spiritual journey thing or whatever this journey is, it's an excavation process and you're digging. Mm-hmm. And you know, it feels like you have to, or at least for me, it's felt like I've had to dig uh, in every corner of the room, not, not every corner, every like... Um, millimeter of the room dig 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 until you get to the bottom yeah and and then it feels like that's what the emotional experience is the emotional part of the journey is digging and identifying all the subsets of this belief right like um you have these beliefs like we talk about beliefs like like these general beliefs but they trickle down into do, 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 do. like you know it's like mm-hmm. there's the subsets of the subsets of the subsets it's like a russian doll thing that's what it's called isn't yeah. it when you were, yeah mm-hmm. and i feel like every time you go in to the russian doll cabinet if that's a thing then you mm-hmm. find another one and you open the door and door and door and you just keep opening the doors and you and and you can't you fear that the, the last door is death which it is it's the death it's it's wow yeah. Hopefully it's the death of the ego, you see, rather than the death of the body. But I mean you say hopefully, of course you have to say hopefully loosely because you know, the universe decides what's best and so we have to just accept physical death as well, if yeah. that is the last door. But the thing is, you have to open the last door and it could be physical death. Like <laughs> Yeah. But you know, how many therapists would admit that? You know, it just yeah, right. That's <laughs> so true. The mainstream go-to for suffering in the mm. Western world, well, it maybe isn't therapy, but uh, you know, it's probably sort of going to a friend or something. But um, or drugs. Yeah. Drugs, TV, junk food. Oh yeah, but this this. I mean, there's two things, isn't there's access to these these things, but also, you know, I do think that like I didn't I had so little confidence in other people. Do I think other people also have very little confidence in other people? Yeah, I do. Like I think the the people <laughs> funny enough, the people um I think it's all a bit packed to front in my head I can't put it in words very well but basically I think that even even like the people who might seem to buy into this material world a lot and live this 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 sort of standard life whatever that is um, even those people and especially those people perhaps 
Why are they living the standard life? Perhaps because they don't have a confidence, the confidence in other people or the world or the system or whatever it is to allow them to confront that last door. Mm. So, you know, it's like... Which is our own demise. Yeah, and, and then there's like this, there's this sense of like, oh, well, the normal people must be happy. Not happy. I don't, people perhaps don't think that, but they, they perhaps think that people who live the normal life, whatever, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but this concept that we do have in our heads somehow, it's like that those people do have confidence. I've now got a pen. Those people <laughs> do have confidence in, the, um, in what they're doing and, and normality and, 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 and the mainstream and the Western way or whatever way. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they, you know, maybe they really don't have confidence in, in, in the ability of this world to, to do anything real. And therefore, you know, they, they've maybe taken a good option for them. Yeah. It's kind of like the concept of ignorance is bliss. Right. It's kind of just people just, uh, you're talking about this, this category of, of people that don't even know about this anything what we're talking about right now it's but it, yeah good but then i'm like why are they ignorant because it's safe yeah but but and but but, but yeah it's safe because it's it, but, but it's like but then the perception must be that there is no other safe option there is no other safe option. This has to be the safe option, right? Mm-hmm. The mainstream has to be the safe option. Yeah, and thing what is- I'm trying to say to people is there is another safe option. Yes. Which, and I'm not saying it's safe for everyone. I've just, all I can say is it's madly been safe for me. Mm-hmm. Like, thank the fuck universe. Like, But also, <laughs> I guess if I died at some point in this life, then, then that would be... That would be the path for me, and me, you know. Well, so, even death yeah. is safe. That's the thing. Yeah. That's what Ramdas says. Yeah, but 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 how do we? Um, yeah, but but um, yeah. I guess if we go back to that that group interaction we talked about, it's like, yeah. Mm. as you you see this this cycle that that people are on this repetition cycle you know it's sort of talked about as like this bad thing and it is kind of it seems like a bad thing if people get stuck in it but what what surely it is is the universe kind of saying no you need to go back to that floor and bang it a bit harder you know Mm. talking about reincarnation Mm. yeah yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, going off what we're talking about, it's in what you just said, go, the universe saying that we have to go back to that. I think that's why even getting back to the whole concept of reincarnation, which I'm glad we brought it back to this, is that we come to the conclusion that even, you know, the, the worst thing that we could ever, all of us ever imagine is that we die, right? Well, what if it's actually, that's not the worst thing. Like there is actually no bad things inherently. But like our ego thinks that's the worst thing. And then once we embrace that, we dying is safe. And then that's where we come into like, well, now that we know that dying is safe, if that even makes sense. Mm, No, it makes sense. (laughs) Now that we know that um, in the next life, we have to 
uh, I guess, confront the same things that we we're going through in this life. You know, it's like the journey doesn't end in this body. And that's such a crazy far out concept to even like, how do you even think of that? You can't, you know what I mean? It's like, you can't really even, it's just not, it's beyond concept. You know, you can't think of that, <laughs> but it is, um, I think that's kind of where we're at is that it's, it's a continuous process through lifetimes and we have to continually learn lessons and keep learning and embracing and going through these things so we can grow. The reason, I don't know. Nobody really knows. Nobody knows why we're going through this, but I think at least as long as that we know that there is some kind of process, because you can kind of feel that right now that you you're on this path, um, you know that this path isn't like there is something to it. Like you said, there's there's something that you experience experientially, that you experience experientially, that you that you come to the direct realization of that like there is something that you're aligned with, right? You don't probably don't know what it is. I don't know what it is either, but there's some kind of, for me at least, I'm speaking from my own point of view, that there's some kind of alignment and purpose through all this shit that we're talking about, through all this life and all this suffering. And it's happening for me. Like there's, there's for some reason, who knows what, where, why, that once you come to this realization that we're talking about and that death is safe and we're going through this process of whatever it is to be a human being going through lessons that there is some kind of alignment to live your life uh once you come to that like then you can't there's nobody that can tell you the other way is the is is the way there's nobody that can tell you you're wrong right there's this for me at least i can just know that that i'm on this process and i'm on this path and like you said it's once you realize that you have to just embrace our sufferings and they're for us. And if you don't, it's just going to be this continuous process of just telling yourself uh, just lies and just keep, it just keeps going and going until you reach that. Like you said, you reach that ultimate, like the bottom of it and you see how it really is the truth of this crazy ass reality that we find ourselves in. And the truth, it really does lie in um, embracing death <laughs> because it's all in the back of our minds and it sounds so morbid but it's not because like i said it's it's what we're supposed to do it's part of the whole process and all of our fears and insecurities all stem from that it's all our own demise and it also taking it another step is the demise of our ego and that then the death of our ego according to our ego comes in other ways that we've also talked about as well is that's through all the the stuff of you know the crazy pain that we have to go through in life and emotional physical spiritual if that's even a thing <laughs> and through that we um yeah we just we grow and we stay on this process i think i'm just trying to sum up of what we, we just talked about you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean just to just a couple of things in my head when you're talking um mm. you mean you talked about alignment like i think that's that is the word and i think um but having this conversation for example gives a direct experience of alignment mm. like i can feel in my chest an alignment i could call it an alignment i could call it just a warmth mm. i mean it's not just a warmth it's to be honest it's the best <laughs> the thing i've come to know as as the best thing so i think 
yeah alignment and then you were talking about lies and and going down the lie path and I think you know it's like if you do one thing like like it is a path it's like once you invest in that path like it's very hard to undo it's like you know when you try and click undo on word and I don't think you can I don't think it's possible once you I mean I this is this point of my podcast is that we all come to this alignment in certain ways right we all come to this certain alignment in all our own unique perspective in all our own unique ways and yours is totally different from mine and mine is totally different from anybody else's so but i like to find out other people's alignment and then once you're aligned with the path um that's kind of like the you the the thing that we're kind of talking about that's why we had this over hour long conversation so far is because we're all talking about we're both talking about something that first of all goes beyond words so it's very tough and but we we both know what we're talking about you know what i mean we both can kind of gauge it and we're just playing games with our words but it's there is some thing and actually there's nothing at the same time you know what i mean but we both know what we're talking about when we say that paradox and and if we align ourselves with that paradox um that's the path and that path is what interests me the most is when when two individuals can come to an agreement about something that doesn't necessarily exist it doesn't even make sense you know what i mean we can both come to an agreement about this this thing that we hold up here that tells us that we're on the path and through that and from that path we reached it through um recognizing paradox in this reality and recognizing our place and recognizing a lot of different things and uh what I'm trying to get at is there is some kind of commonality uh, that we can both reach. And I think it's good to be able to connect to other people and speak about that commonality. Uh, but my interest is in how other people reach that alignment, you know? And uh, I think there's a lot that people can learn from other people's attainment. Attainment of nothing, essentially, actually, <laughs> that's, that's the thing is it's a, it's an attainment of a realization that there is no realization. It's an attainment of not attaining anything, but that is the only way that I can really speak that truth. There's no, there's no other words. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, yeah. I, I could, if I were to say anything else, I would not be saying anything in terms of the, the, the essence of what we're trying to grasp with mouth noises <laughs> yeah 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 but it's yeah and it, but it's a very like reassuring and relieving nothingness <laughs> when yes. put in the context of all the shit mm-hmm. and um it's truth it's 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 yeah, that's, truth yeah but it's truth that also goes beyond the concept of truth. It's just this knowing that oh, everything's going to be okay. Like you said, that it's okay to not be okay. But if you don't know that it's okay to not be okay, then it sucks that you, that's when you get lost in, lost in the sauce, I say, and you get lost in like this world that's just craziness. And it's because the world isn't okay. We can all come to that <laughs> conclusion. It's not okay. What's going on? It's just craziness. So if you identify with it not being okay, then yeah, you're not going to be okay. You're not going to feel okay inside, right? 
but if you identify it's just like the whole this whole conversation is really just um it's just a it's an it's just how, how we identify and if you identify with simply just whatever happens happens then that is kind of for me at least then that's that's a sense of i guess stability it's like stability in the unstable world yeah it is like that 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 yeah stability 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 because yeah because the world is chaos yeah and and yeah and and yeah and just i don't know the sense that if you're gonna like the lion path or whatever that other path whatever whatever it involves doing on that path um you know it's like you have to fail it like that's the whole you have to Mm. fail it yeah like the ego has to fail it, it, itself like it, it has to fail like mm-hmm. you would like everyone you know i don't know whether this is what you mean by the point of consciousness or not but like or exactly what you mean by it but i mean because i can imagine different interpretations but like you have there's a point where you will have to fail it i mean this mm-hmm. point where you have to um it, you know it won't work anymore to um to go to that type of therapy session that we just talked, we talked about earlier, like the, 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 whatever you're going to use is the, the plaster. Yeah. Um, it won't work. You have to go inside and yep. um, dive deep I and mean, it might be ugly. It might, you know, it might not feel good, but it's okay to not feel good. I think that's another thing that we can get from this whole convo is that you're gonna feel not okay on this process, but that, of itself is just part of the process. And then from there, kingdom of heaven is within, you know, that you have to go through hell to get to heaven first in a way, using Christian terminology. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that's yeah. ultimately all of this, this whole meandering for over an hour and a half that we, that we've, that we've, this whole journey that we went through with words really, if every if anyone we can sum it up and anyone was like hey well okay well what's the point of whatever you guys are talking about it's really just being happy man it's that it's that simple it's not really that complicated it's like we go through all of this this whole process of the you know confronting the shadow self or you know the dark night of the soul so that we can grow blah 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 and go through all this you know all this stuff but it's ultimately for our own good and our own happiness so that we can get through this crazy chaotic life with some kind of semblance of peace. And that's what all of these holy books and religions, the mysticism behind the stories and behind all of the, the, the face value of it. That's kind of what the gist that they're getting at from thousands of years ago is that you, we, this is the point of life. It's like, you know, like I said, the kingdom of heaven is within and that's the gist man just we're just doing this so we can be happy right i don't know about you but it feels good to have these kind of conversations and me for me to do yoga and meditate and listen to other people with the same kind of mindset it just makes me feel good and i don't even need that stuff either i just feel like that alignment and that purpose i guess is another word for it is just allowing me to be happy in the craziest in most insane 
situation but i'm pointing outside that's what i'm pointing out (laughs) (laughs) it's in the crazy most craziest world that we live in and that's really the gist of it yeah no i agree and i I think um does it make you happy or like does it make you feel good to like oh definitely i can feel it like i said in my chest and um what i notice as well is um what i've noticed on this journey is that when you expose yourself like you were saying to other people who are becoming conscious of that alignment, um, then you yourself can gain some understandings that you needed to gain in order to um, go that little step further. Mm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and it's really interesting how how that how that process happens, how that connection process happens, because you can tell it from, I mean. Yeah, even when you're reading something and it's written by someone who's conscious of the alignment, then you start to feel more conscious of the alignment. It's yeah, it's, it's nice how it how it, the extraction thing happens. It's a skill though, because like uh, you could get lost in just the words, like we talked about before, lost in the concept. And I like how you said, what was it? Something, um, something with the alignment. You said a saying before. It's like uh, connecting with the alignment or something like that. Conscious of the alignment, yeah. Conscious of the alignment, that's good. So in order to become conscious of the alignment in somebody else, it's like a skill. You have to take yourself out of your own body, put yourself in the perspective of them, see how it works for them. This is essentially what I do with every podcast. See how it works for them. And I'm like, okay, now I have to take myself out of their body, go back into mine, work with whatever they had, and see how I can relate to their situation, but not necessarily be in their situation, but see how their situation and their story relates to mine. And it's like double empathy. You know what I mean? It's like, I have to take myself out of them, out of me, go into them, and then from them go in and translate that back into me. And it's it really is a skill to be able to do something like that. Because if someone might, one thing, might work for me that told like I, I'm a huge yoga fan right but I recognize that yo people might not necessarily be attracted to yoga and the power of yoga like I feel that so if somebody if I just preach yoga 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 all day or meditation or tai chi or whatever the practice is someone might get attached to that practice of whatever we'll say I just pre- I preach tai chi right I'm like oh you gotta do tai chi you'll get enlightened do at least you know gotta do it uh five days a week, do it at six o'clock, make sure you don't do it before this time, make sure you don't eat or just whatever the the dogma might be of the practice. If somebody just gets attached to that and does my routine, it might not necessarily work for them. So the skill is for somebody else to be able to see how that works for me, see how it emotionally works for me, how my personality is, how uh, it's just a lot of different variables, weigh that in my head and then be able to take it in their own head and implement it into their practice. And maybe my practice and how I practice, not necessarily the practice of Tai Chi or yoga, whatever it is, but how it relates to me might be able to further assist how it relates to them. If that is accurately describing what I'm trying to get at. It's a, it's a skill. I don't even have terminology for it, but that's essentially what we're kind of doing here. Seeing how you, for me, at least, I see how your journey is and your process on unfolding and peeling the layers back of what it means to be a human. 
is completely unique to you and completely your thing, your process and your meat body. But behind your process and behind my process, there is some kind of, there's some kind of union and that union, like you said, becomes lying and being conscious with the alignment of the way of the Tao, you know, the people known about this for a very, very long time. And there is, I think there is some kind of commonality, even though it is through direct experience and it is through just like, you have to literally do the work yourself behind all of that. There is something that we can both connect upon, you know, and then hopefully other people can also take that and do their own experience, do their own thing. And we create a better world. Ultimately, that's, that's the point of it. We're all happier and we create a better world and we're not so scared. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. And I think, no, definitely. That's, 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 that's the way to go. The only way to go. That's the way. This is the way. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't really got anything else other than to say to that. Do you have anything else you want to get off your chest? Anything you want to say? This has been a great combo. We've been talking for an hour and a half. Feels like five minutes. I have no clue what we even talked about, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'd no, have to go no, back and no. listen. I mean, that's, that's, that's good, isn't it? It's a good sign. But yeah. um, no, no, I'm just grateful that we've had this experience. Same, man. And I think, yeah, what you're doing with the podcast is it's very important. Appreciate In the it, detached man. way of interpreting this, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, and yeah. I mean, maybe I'll just mention this. Just that I have written one of the things I've done is written a novel. Um, yeah, I wanted to actually get more into like what you actually do because you had interest. Yeah, story. we didn't even have time <laughs> for that. To be honest, what we said was more closer to the truth than any than mm-hmm. all the rest of the category bullshit anyway yeah, I mean, but yeah i want to end it you can you can talk about what you do what your work is just a quick synopsis and then i'll plug anything in the description yeah well just the i have written this novel called it happens when i'm alone which the title probably makes sense given mm. some of the um stuff we've talked about um and i mean we're still talking about you're talking about commonality and you know, I kind of see it as like when I'm reading something from someone who's conscious of the alignment, then there's a sort of background tone or whatever it is um, that's um, that's soothing, basically. Mm. And um, I think that's what I tried to do unconsciously. I didn't really know I was doing it. When I read back the novel, I think, Mm, that's what was going on because conceptually the novel doesn't really make sense it's uh, meant to map onto the madness of the world sort of you know like just turning left right up down as every day goes by but um or every page Hmm. um but but underlying all that crap is you know, because it kind of is crap. I kind of recognise the the concepts of even you know definitely, especially in in that writing. But underneath it is 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 a a sort of common the commonality thing that we're trying to exactly extract maybe through these interactions and things. Um, no, that's that. Yeah, that's the only thing I wanted to mention maybe. But 
Um, because I, I, you talked about what I want to do. I would love to do more. Like for me, writing has been an important way to sort of navigate all this. So I'm hoping that in the future I'll be able to um, spend more time converting all of the stuff I've written into actually something that could be read. Because <laughs> a lot mm. of it's, you know, mm-hmm. not very readable. Because <laughs> <laughs> life's not very readable you know in the midst of the chaos you are pretty chaotic in how you express yourself so yeah no that's it so i'm just grateful for the conversation yeah it's been been good thanks thanks man yeah this was uh this was cool i'm definitely grateful as well i uh highly encourage you to keep writing don't give up there's something telling you in your being to uh to keep doing it and i definitely want to read your book i'm not gonna lie i haven't dove into it but i definitely do now i want to get into it because uh, you know you're obviously an interesting individual so but i don't think you have to be worried about um not that you are but like you know just the the expression that you said like it's all shit and the words don't really mean anything but i think if you can point in the direction of that commonality of being conscious of that alignment which is a great term i love that i'm going to use that from now on if you can if you can point people in that direction i think that's because we all have to play the game. We're all have to do this crazy dance, like what we're doing right now. This is this crazy dance. Like, you know, you write, I just speak into a microphone. And I know that it's not, doesn't mean anything. Like ultimately it doesn't mean anything for people's quote unquote awakening, right? But it's the same essence of that you get from when you read other people. It, it has that like, that, that sense there's somewhere deep inside your soul that says, hmm, this is the way, this is the truth. There's something, or maybe it doesn't. That's, and that's okay. But I think if you can, with your work in this life, point people in that direction, and but still also at the same time, recognizing the bullshit that is the words and keep playing that game and keep going along with the dance of the ego and the concepts uh, that we built in this crazy world we have to live in. I think that's the way and that's the path, you know? Like it's no, it doesn't mean just because you recognize that it's all a sham and this this life is all just, for nothing per se, uh, that doesn't mean you, we have to stop playing the game. And with if anything, that helps you even more. So, right, that helps you get more into the dance, into the life. Because you know, it's like it's like if you're doing this crazy, like literally, if you're doing a dance, going on that like that analogy, and you know that like it, nobody cares about the dance, and it doesn't really even matter. It's gonna you're gonna get more into the dance and get more into the grooves and the waves of the music, right? And that's a mm-hmm. metaphor for life. It's just that if you know that's all a sham. This is all just this, just something we're just kind of essentially just kind of, I don't know, say for fun, but it's just, it doesn't mean anything, but it does at the same time mean something. But if it, if you, with the concepts doesn't mean anything that gives the concepts more power to show people the way and align them with the way of coming to that realization of not meaning anything, which is powerful in itself yeah i completely agree i mean you also free up so much energy that was bound up in that yeah mm-hmm. illusion to actually do all the um the dancing yeah so yeah no it, i completely agree the, the the um all the all the cup all the drawers as we were saying end up full of um Wow, something invisible, undescribable, mm-hmm. but a commonality, as you say. Yeah, 
it's great yeah there is some kind of commonality man that's what uh that's what i'm that's what i'm chasing that's why i talk to interesting individuals like you so yeah thanks again thanks for doing this rob this was pretty cool always welcome Uh, to come back on this was uh this was an enlightening experience for me i don't know if anybody else got anything from it but i definitely appreciated our time together and uh yeah i'll put everything anything that you want in the description for anybody that's gotten this far other than that thanks for listening and thanks again for coming on rob this was cool you're a cool guy keep fighting the good fight keep doing your thing and uh yeah everything's gonna be okay i know it doesn't seem like y'all but we're all gonna be okay it's okay to not feel okay i think that's where we can kind of end this thing on other than that peace out man (laughs) this was cool thank you thank you i'll send you the uh the link when it's done and you can do whatever you want with it thank you gary all right see you see you later (laughs) yeah